there was a beauty contest for for mm. camels, and did you read in about like that in South or something? Yeah, and then they they got busted for for injecting collagen or, or Botox into the beast <laughs> to make them look prettier. In the fucking okay, it's like toddlers and tiaras only the camels. We went down the rivers, we crossed the plains, over the mountains, we fought in streams. We went west. We trapped, we mined, we carved our names with guns and axes. We sought our fame. Our destiny. And the USA. USA. Oh yeah, okay. So I was right. The band's called Pig Horse Camel, and they're on Spotify. I've been conversing with dude for a bit. He, he sent a picture of them playing a show, and uh, he's, he's wearing like a, a Red Ghost of Arizona shirt. Ah, wow! Yeah, which Will is wearing right now. Right now, wow! I was conversing with one of our listeners the other day, uh, Jaden in Idaho or uh, Iowa, and she sent me a picture of the big ass whitetail buck that she killed. Yeah, that was fucking impressive. With the strange whatever it is pre whatever legend rifle that I've never heard of before, but. It's not often I get to learn some new stuff about guns, so that was nice. Yeah, what do we, we got here? Yeah, 350 Legend. 350. It, so, it, sounds, it sounds like, like a, a motor. I was going to say, it sounds like a Chevy motor that right. goes in a hot rod. But apparently, it's a, uh, a lower, pressure, lower pressure rifle cartridge, which is you know shorter than most shotguns, you know, because shotguns are long, and uh, has less recoil, so making it usable for smaller framed individuals and you know stuff like that, and cool. still having reach out and touch some venison kind of power so yeah. yeah so the bolt doesn't just like lose momentum and fall on the ground not like yeah not like a shotgun slug would i mean <laughs> you're not going to get the range of something like an ot six or a 270 or 25 ot six or a you just 308 you're just making shit up now 338 lapua <laughs> <laughs> 49 cc <laughs> yeah, yeah. that has range <laughs> yeah a lot more range than my fucking Jeep does nowadays. Yeah. Fucking $6 gallon gas. Yeah, that's a nightmarish Oof. Went out to the woods. That was about $120 worth of gas. Oh. And I only went, you know, about 70 miles out and 70 miles back. Oh, but, I, you know, I did some driving on the trails, too. But I got to go to Shelton next weekend, and I'm not looking forward Oof. to paying for that shit. Oof. Well, you should, you should make it more of a sport and hunt and just, you know, kind of talk to the deer and kind of depress them a whole bunch and maybe they'll just kind of play play them some fucking uh, how the west is fucked and <laughs> yeah. this is the world you live in bro 
first you maybe gotta, they'll just surrender well to uh, be eaten out here first you got to find them so yeah. well, i mean they're right in my backyard eating they'll, well that's roses. where they always are there's never anywhere where they're shootable yeah wait they're always in will's backyard everyone's backyard. sounds easy well his backyard has become a wildlife sanctuary because he's got a, a possum that's pelling around with a rat and a, <laughs> really <laughs> yep they're hanging out with the gyms yep yep but apparently the gyms just like to watch <laughs> do it slower mm. i'm just imagining mm. your backyard eat filled trash yeah eat it so good <laughs> i'm imagining the your backyard but like filled with cartoon animals it's like a disney movie mm-hmm. no actually speaking of Jaden, that'll get that'll get them fired up because she likes know, to, possums she, oh possums right 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 i can't remember i don't know if i've ever seen a live possum in washington i've seen them swish i didn't believe I they have. were out here for a while i've seen them swish on the road we i mean in texas they were fucking everywhere we had one at the at the old uh our old punk house in olympia we like heard a commotion it was like me and justin and mari and somebody else we heard a commotion in justin's room he's like what the fuck is going on and we're like looking around and he's got like not like a regular dresser it's like dresser drawers that are built into the wall it's like this weird ass old house oh yeah that's kind of my my place is kind of like that yeah but uh so he's like what the fuck is there like a rat in there and he like opens oh. like the drawer the drawer was like partially open he opens it the rest of the way and a fucking possum covered in its babies mm-hmm. goes ah. whoosh and like jumps out like ah! we're like holy shit <laughs> so we're trying to sweep it out of the house with a broom and it was like fucking ready not, to murder everybody yeah. yeah well it has its yeah, weird exactly. Tick like babies. Oh god, that was so weird. Hissing all the way, probably. Oh, yep. they just. Oh yeah. Well, I, I think I've talked about it before when we went out to catch uh, critters behind the Belton Dam. We had a, a terrarium of death, so we were always on the hunt for like bark scorpions and mantises and whatever we could throw in there. You go at night, you know, the black light, and you go find bark scorpions mm-hmm. down, you know, on the dry side of the dam. And we caught a bunch of little frogs and scorpions and shit. And we're hiking back up to the parking lot, and all of a sudden, it sounds like a fucking dumpster getting rolled through the woods, like, just, you know, like a fucking moose is coming or something like that. And, like, you know, all the flashlights in the group go, it's a fucking possum. It's just, like, dumbledoring its way down through the bullshit. Oh, they go nuts. Yeah. But, but then about, uh, about 50 yards up from the trail, uh, the trail on that, I was on point, and I had uh, kind of turned off my flashlight because I'm trying to be a cool guy, and, like, I can use my... Night vision, you know, like, or my, you know. Oh, right, natural. Yeah, not like fucking roll 20 for your dark vision or not, you know, like some goddamn power down. You know, I've just let my eyes adjust and like, okay, I can navigate. And I stepped on something that felt like a fucking summer sausage tube, and then it started rattling, and then I probably oh, I probably, I probably jumped further than I've ever jumped in my life. <laughs> no shit. Oh, but, my God. Uh, I, but I must have heard it, because all I could hear is like then snake like thrashing around. Because I, mean, I mean, I just fully stepped on it. Yeah. It was like laying across the trail, but I mean, it had, I mean, it probably, in my mind, it seems bigger than it was, but I mean, it was a noticeable like stepping on a, like a tube of that tangy summer sausage. Yeah, yeah. It was like that. <laughs> but didn't get bit. So fuck. All right, a, that was an adventure. There you but, go. Yeah. We also found out that grouse likes to charge you too. Oh yeah, the aggressive grouse mm-hmm. on Whoa. the south south fork of the Skok. Oh sweet. And then it goes into the woods and, and hides and whines like a dog. Mm-hmm. Gary yeah. the aggressive gr- grouse. Oh, we had a Sesame Street. We had a similar thing when we was up in the Selkirks, like hiding out during the lockdown. We had one that uh, first ran away and flattened itself along the ground, so it looked all weird, like a quadruped. And then it came back and started like whining at Dante in the same whine that he was doing. Oh! And then it like straight flew in front of us, and then it was like strutting like a fucking aggressive rooster, like as we were walking along the fucking trail. Yeah. I'm confused. Yeah. Well, it's like, ooh, if it was fall, and I had a twenty-two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
you're making this too easy. <laughs> but of course, they don't do that shit. You know, when you're no, actually, uh, after season. them. But I've seen like videos of rough grouse, like mountain bikers going through their territory, guys on quads, and they'll just land on your handlebars and be like, "Fuck you, get out, get out, my bike." Mm. But then they also do the thing where you know they're pretty well camouflaged. They'll let you like walk by them, but then when you like turn around because you thought you might have noticed one, then they like fly the fuck up and scare you like a jack in the box. <laughs> oh, they're predator. They're awesome little birds, and plus they do that. Oh yeah, we talked about those in yep. the uh, exploring the Olympics. Yeah, the yep. the uh, yeah the yeah, Olympics. That's like, oh, I, guys that's like all there was to eat up there, other than exploding mules. Mm-hmm. But they also thought they were ghosts or something because they didn't know what the fuck the sound. Oh, was. they thought they were geysers. Oh, geysers. geysers that's yep. right. That's right. This, all these geysers everywhere. <laughs> You can tell. Because geysers sound like a revving lawnmower. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Of course, the stupidest animal of all is the mountain beaver. Yeah, they kind of, well, they even kind of look kind of dorky. Mm-hmm. It's like a it's like a pika that lost all like, it's ambition. It's got like human ears on a rodent. Yeah, with a big <laughs> wombat nose. Oh, yeah, you got to look up a mountain beaver. <laughs> and they're nocturnal, so the, the two I've seen in my whole life were, one was at like a park in Linwood by the water and just kind of ambles up and just falls over. It's like when uh, they play dead when they yeah. get scared. No, no they're just they're, they're kind of like the most generic rodent. It's not quite a beaver, not quite a rat. Oh yeah, not kind of. Oh look at those fucking ears. There's like nothing weird. I mean, there's nothing. I mean, they have Freddy Krueger fingernails and they have humanish ears, <laughs> but they always kind of look sleepy. They <laughs> mm-hmm. they kind of got a nose like a wombat. Oh, somebody's an idiot on the internet. That's not a mountain beaver. What's that? That's not a fucking mountain beaver. Oh. Fucking nutria. Yeah. Fucking stupid, stupid internet. If you're going to post a picture of an animal, you piece of shit, get it right. <laughs> I remember at Wallace Falls, I was just hiking down the trail and just just waddles up and keeps walking towards me and towards me and just finally had to step out of the way because I was, had no clue I was there. Yeah. I'm not sure if this is cute or terrifying. I mean, all the pictures I'm finding, it looks like it's it's really really a shame to ask you, money, <laughs> ask you for money. It's kind oh, of the impression I get. Me, sir. I hate to be a bother. Hey, when they're looking at you face on, they look kind of... The fuck is... What am I looking it, it, at? It's coming right at you. That's <clears throat> just his little... What? Oh, it's got its nose up in the air? Yeah, and it's got oh, its okay. little buck teeth exposed. Well, I thought I thought its nostrils were eyes, and then the the <laughs> asshole thing is its mouth, but... I was like, what the shit? Well, I mean, the asshole thing is its mouth, I guess. <laughs> you but know, why is, oh. differently than it... <laughs> differently an asshole? Yes. Miles can be assholes, and assholes can be miles. Yeah. We've learned this. Yeah, from certain, like, head-on angles, they look aggressive. Like, look at that. This <laughs> Kind of. Like teddy bear's going to murder you, you in know, your sleep or something. Fucking Ewoks. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Hey, ask, ask us fucking Stormtrooper about the aggression level of Ewoks. <laughs> Suddenly, they were all around us. Yub, 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 yub. <laughs> Gary went down. <laughs> then Cliff. Mini, <laughs> mini murder bears. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> That's good enough. Okay. That, was, that was fun with nature, I guess. <laughs> um, we learned about how to make a turducken out of a camel, a pig, and a horse. Yeah. And, uh, mountain beavers and things you can shoot white-tailed deers with and aggressive grouse. Good. Okay. Uh, welcome back to Howl of the West. Well, it was fucked. Yeah. Fantastic. Howl the West. West. Fuck. Ah!
Well, yeah, we took a break last week, didn't we? We did. Uh, mm. I got no rest at all anyway, but nope. that's fine. <clears throat> okay, so starting off this week, uh, Tony, what do you know, speaking of animals, mm-hmm. what do you know about Standing Bear? Other than he's not an animal, other than the strictest sense that say, we're all animals. Got a feeling this is a uh, maybe indigenous personnel. Standing bear is a person. Yes. Nailed it. Well, Fucking we are nailed it. we are going to. He is a man and a person, and we're mm-hmm. going to find out more about that. And it took it took a lot <laughs> just to get arrived to that there decision. was a, a <laughs> large, large degree of litigation oh and my god we're going back to court right <laughs> oh god damn it so this is buckle in also we got our favorite general everybody's favorite general george crook yep oh that fucker who had uh the sideburns and dressed like safari a safari like rode mules in, as i say rode a mule played or a fucking played poker and caught hundreds of trout while he's supposed yeah. to be chasing lakota and northern cheyenne around yep mm-hmm. that's uh, the guy went to fuck with the apache and didn't care for the posting in the southwest no well he did capture geronimo but he you know geronimo was eh, i'll go back in the morning but then well we found out the uh the whiskey trader that was along yeah what did you trip. call it on the ride over here like the it's a food truck only food with whiskey, truck with whiskey. And he said, <laughs> uh, they'll probably kill you tomorrow so geronimo took off and then yeah. of course general miles caught him yeah later nelson miles fuck you miles city fuck you miles city fuck you miles city <laughs> and also nelson miles <laughs> But uh, I guess March 29th, 1879. You should uh, probably start it off with the Comic Sans and the NPR voice. I think. We're out of of practice, man. (laughs) Uh, George Crook meets with Omaha Chief Iron Eyes. Like, not Cody Iron Eyes, though. No. Because he was Italian. Yep. Iron Eyes had a wooden leg. Well, did he also have actual Iron Eyes? Probably. That'd be some... Why do they call him wooden leg, Cody? no pun intended. That'd be some metal shit. That would be metal shit. But a surgeon had to remove his leg when he stepped on a rusty nail. So I guess what? Oh, I guess they didn't have tetanus shots back then. Nope. They had to, oh, they had to remove his real leg. It's like why would they bother to remove the wooden <laughs> he got leg? Got a nail in his wooden leg. I guarantee like, there's more than one in his wooden leg, dude. <laughs> yeah. uh, so Crook was well liked in the army and was considered the greatest Indian fighter by General Sherman. And because he just let his guys take vacation after uh, what fight was at Rosebud. Oh, yeah. Where they yeah. go on vacation and after that and just play poker and go fishing. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Like a month. And the big ones. That's right. <laughs> yep. Uh, he, Which, was, he wasn't poker. He played whist, wasn't he, it? He had the best yeah. work-life balance of all the <laughs> of any cavalry commanders. Of 1800s cavalry commanders. <laughs> uh, he was friends with the new president, Rutherbeard B. Hayes. Oh, God. Uh, Hayes had served under Crook in the Civil War, and Crook was uh, best friends with Senator William McKinley, too, who turned out to be terrible. Well, he was a good target practice for, for what's his name. <laughs> Crook and Iron Eyes, they liked each other. Uh, Iron Eyes' dad was French, and he gave his children uh, European names. Billy Iron Eyes. Or Cody. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, so uh, Iron Eyes brings his daughter Suzette, uh, a.k.a. Bright Eyes, La Flesh. Too many eyes. Well, Eyes is the last name. Do you have Iron no. Eyes, Bright Eyes? Yeah. Stephen Eyes? Uh, she came along to translate because Iron Eyes uh, spoke French very well, but English kind of so-so, like we do. It's probably like the actual French. They just pretend like they don't speak English. <laughs> so Iron Eye had uh, come to speak for Standing Bear and the Poncas. Who are uh, the Poncas? 
Poncas are uh, just south of South Dakota in Nebraska on the Niobrara River. Yep. He was he, he was practicing saying that name while you were upstairs. <laughs> I, I'm just going to call The name it, of the river? Yeah, the Niobrara. I haven't seen it spelled, so I'm just going to say Niobra. How do you spell it? I don't fucking know. N-I-O-B-R-A-R-A. No, Niobrara. It's a it's listed as a national scenic river. So you look up pictures and it looks all nice and peaceful. Mm-hmm. And then the third picture you get is big Spring fat break. big fat people drinking beer and, and pontoon. And, oh and yeah, little, there's that. I see that. Yeah. Hold on, I'm trying to find a video where somebody says the name. Ah, oh, this internet's too slow. Fuck it. Move along. But the Omaha and the Poncas were their close relatives. Uh, the Ponca lived between the Missouri and the Niobrara River in Nebraska on the South Dakota border. Uh, they never went to war against the white man. That's probably why we haven't really heard of them. And, uh, you know, and they did give up most of their land to the whitey at the time, too. Yeah. But in 1868, a clerical error assigned their lands inside Sioux territory. Yep. Well, weren't the Sioux just kind of constantly, like, fucking with them? Yeah, anyway? mostly the Brulies. Uh, they were always raiding them and fucking them up. Uh, in the 1870s, things got so bad that they had to ask the government to let them move closer to the Omahas, at least until the Bruley Sioux uh, stopped stealing all their horses. Which is, it's just not going to happen, man. Nope. If, nope. if we learned anything from this podcast. Yep. If there's horses to be stolen they each will, night, they will be stolen <laughs> by but, someone. Uh, eventually, they convinced the Bruleys to uh, agree to a truce. So, But in 1876, a little thing called the Little Bighorn happened. I don't know if you heard of that or not. The Little Big Horn. That's not uh, your name. Mm-hmm. Uh, though the Ponca had nothing to do with it, they were associated with the Sioux for no reason. Yeah. Oh, you guys are enemies and stuff, but we're going to still lump you into the same. <laughs> uh, fall of 1876, Reverend Samuel Hinman, he arrived at the largest village in the, uh, the Ponca there and conducted his service at the church. Though only about 20 or so Ponca actually converted, about 200 of them uh, turned up. Uh, see the spectacle? Yeah, basically they just want their kids to learn English. No. Uh, during the service, Hinman told the Ponca that they soon would be relocated south and would <laughs> yeah, never like, return. Like, spoiler alert, like just let that slip. Like, oh, thanks for coming out to church today. Uh, by the way, you are about to lose your uh, homeland and be reloca- relocated somewhere uh, you've never, you know, have no ties to and uh, no ties to the people already living there. So mm-hmm. have fun with that. Yep. So Praise the- Jesus. Uh, the rumor spread, and the Ponca hoped it wasn't true, but in January 1877, Edward... <laughs> what? Niobrara. Niobrara. <laughs> you have to say it like that. Niobrara. Like a child? Niobrara. <laughs> I'm sure that's correct, too. Uh, so Edward Kimball of the Bureau of Indian Affairs comes to town without any warning. Like spoke like, like, I was just going to say, poof, ninja dust. <laughs> so he meets with all the chiefs and said, you're moving to Indian territory, a place the Ponca never heard of. That's like your opinion, man. Yeah, I was like, I thought we were, you know, you could <laughs> this call is us Indians. Indians. This, this is our is territory. Indian territory. All of it. What <laughs> uh, the fuck you talking about? Uh, Kemble showed him a paper that they had signed that, that they said that they asked to move to Indian Territory. Oh, but that wasn't them, was it? Well, it was mistranslated. This is the paper that they asked to move to the Omaha's mm-hmm. two years before. Oh, this paper says they don't 
want yeah. to move to India. Oh, don't, you don't want to live near your allies because I didn't they, they kind of had a deal worked with the Omaha's where they're like, yeah, just come on, in, man. You know. Mm-hmm. But uh, Kimball persisted and said the land was uh, good in Oklahoma, mm-hmm. and that the government would pay them for their lands, mm-hmm. and that they could pick their own lands <laughs> in Oklahoma. Where have I heard this before? <laughs> and they so could familiar. pick their own lands in Oklahoma. The chiefs discussed it, and they decided they should at least agree to go down and, and mm-hmm. look at the land. It's going to be free pizza, mm-hmm. unlimited breadsticks, man. <laughs> Uh, February 2nd, 1877, Kemble and the nine chiefs went to go down to check out the lands in Oklahoma. Uh, the chiefs wanted to stop at the Omahas along the way to ask them what they thought. Yep. Get and, a second opinion, read a Yelp right. review. Call the police. Yeah. And of course, Kemble forbade it because he knew what would happen. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they think it's fine. No need to stop by and talk to them. Uh. <laughs> So he instead uh, took him to Yankton and bought him fancy new white guy clothes. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like Crocs and... Look over here. Look over here. Monster well, truck. Like yeah. <laughs> Monster truck with a yeah American Eagle and a pair of Crocs. Oh, that's yeah. even more American. I was thinking yeah. like 1980s yuppie. Uh, oh, like, like bad guy. Polo polo shirt and, oh. a, and a, a yellow sweater that you tie yep. around your neck. I thought you were going to go with like Zuba's pants and a hypercolor t-shirt. Oh, that works too. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking full boss Ray Bans, yeah. <laughs> uh, and he just bought some Ray Bans, well, knockoff Ray Bans from Dick's that are uh, on the boas. They have a bunch of little hamburgers and fries and shakes. Oh, cool. Pretty dope. She awesome. got the last one, though. Oh, Dick's, like the burger place. Yeah. I was thinking, like, Dick's Sporting Goods or something. No, but... from, oh, like, the burger place. Shit. That's, that's cool. why they have burgers and fries. I that's... suppose, yeah, to, to our listeners, Dick's is a small but yet popular, very popular, iconic even hamburger chain. That's why you're when you drive by, you're supposed to yell, I love Dick's. Yep. Really yep. Or do you, you go get go to eat a big bag of Dick's. Yep, a big greasy um, bag of Dick's. Uh, Sir Mix a lot uh, speaks of, of Dick's yep. in uh, his... Posse what being on Broadway? Yes, yes. When, when he speaks of his posse when they're on Broadway. The swaths like to play in the rich flaunt clout. Posse to the burgers stand so big we walk in twos. We're getting dirty looks from those other sucker crews. Um, yeah, but actually it's, you know, it's fast food, but they actually do a pretty decent job of taking care of their employees. Yeah. And uh, the prices are reasonable. Yeah. And it's like Excellent. N- no bullshit service and uh, usually a big line. So if you don't live in Seattle, fuck you, you don't get any dicks. Yeah. <laughs> no dicks for you. So when in Seattle, come get Come dicks. get your dicks. Good. <laughs> Bags and bags of dicks. Speaking of dicks, uh, they pick up the <laughs> Reverend Hinman to convince the Ponca to move. Uh, they would also take the train in order to avoid uh, stopping to talk to their friends, the Omahas there. All right, wave, everyone. <laughs> I'm sure we're supposed to stop for a water stop. Uh, or, no, can, can it go further? Don't stop the train. <laughs> Whatever you do. Uh, so they get off the train at Independence City, Kansas, and visited their cousins, the Osages. Who had been moved to the reservation, too. Uh, they wore no shirts and didn't comb their hair, so I'm sure they're like, hey, this is great here. Were you saying they like surf, surf Indians? Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, what's up, man? <laughs> what's up? Uh, they still lived in earth lodges, but the Ponca actually lived in wood cabins. That was the thing. you know. If you wanted uh, the Indians to assimilate, the Poncas were... Already had done that. Right. Well, no, it's like no the Cherokee. Like, them, hey, unquote. check it out. I've got a newspaper and a constitution and we got a plantation system. It's like, get the fuck out. <laughs> uh, but the Osages warned that the Ponca, that the Indian Territory was bad. Define bad. <laughs> <laughs> 
but you know, in the 1830s, that's when all the five civilized tribes moved there. But uh, lately, it was in the 1870s, yes, they, as the Arapahoes, yes, Southern they, Cheyenne. they moved there. Yep, moved there. They took a, a rider truck and you know, yeah. a U-Haul <laughs> and. They had a good time with it. They stopped oh, yes. off at the world's largest ball twine. And, you know. We're going to see the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. We're heading for the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. I'm just trying to think of like if they did get a U-Haul in that age or that era, like what would be on the side of it? Because all the U-Hauls have like a historical oh, yeah, yeah, shit, yeah. you know? It'd have to be like the, the same picture of what they're doing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. Totally. Exactly. It's currently happening. Say, what's that one landmark along the path they took? It's a, it's a whole trail. A trail of tears. <laughs> I thought it was the Trail of Tears. No. The, that, Shit. I don't know what that would mean. I don't know which sounds worse, but I'm, I'm going to assure you the Trail of Tears was yeah. pretty yeah. bad. Pretty, pretty bad. And uh, so lately, the Arapaho and Cheyenne and Quapaw and Call moved there, too. Kind of local I'm Kansas st- things. Hearing about some, I guess they're like, I don't want to call anybody like B-lister tribes or anything like that, but I'm just saying they don't get as much press as some of the other nope. groups that we have spoken about. Uh, so Kemble took them on a tour of the land uh, right next to the Kaw Reservation. It and was, here you see your tumbleweed patch. <laughs> and here's your rocky, barren soil. <laughs> here's your dry well. And it was hot and shitty, too, on top of all that. <laughs> Look, so, all God the scorpions you can forage. So they realized they've been duped. Uh, so after Campbell took them to Arkansas City in southern Kansas, that was the closest city to Indian Territory, uh, he checks them into a hotel, and they get their pictures taken, and they look miserable, so I'm sure we could find that somewhere. Oh, man. Uh, so what, what, uh, it was the, those, like, four or five tribes you just said? Uh, it, well, the Ponca are taking a... Yeah. Okay, just, so I'm going to look that picture up later. It's like some of the Ponca leadership is going to check it out, you know, right, before, right, right. The, before moving the whole group. Uh, so, uh, Campbell urged him to see more lands, but the chief said I had enough and asked to speak to the great father. I love, I have a lovely fixer-upper <laughs> uranium mine over here. That <laughs> Are you okay? You're, you haven't even touched your scorpion salad. <laughs> and, uh, they said they would keep their lands up north. We're good. Yeah, we're not going to move there. Uh, what was, what was, did he give like a reason for booting them off the land that they... Because I fucking said That's so. That's what I figured. Okay. So, no. Also, there's... <laughs> white people God that want damn to it. have this. Well, it was the thing, you know, even though they got along with, with their neighbors there, I'm sure they wanted some good farming land there. Okay. But, uh, you exactly know, what I thought, basically it was just that mistranslation of that letter they sent a few years before wow. asking them to move them away for their sworn enemies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, Kimball agreed he'd only take them to D.C. if they agreed to go to Indian Territory. Uh, White Eagle, uh, he was one of the older chiefs. He told Kimball that they should take him home if they wouldn't take him to D.C. So Kimball gets pissed. He said he wouldn't take him to D.C. or back home. Oh. They accused Kimball of not talking straight. <laughs> uh, Kimball stored off and he would just leave him there. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. What an asshole. Bitch, yeah. And I'm, I'm very, uh, like imagining, uh, what's that show, uh, uh, House flippers? No, the fucking uh, the the cook cooking show on PBS. Like Gordon Ramsay. Oh, because like, wasn't that guy's name like Richard Kimball? I just imagining that fucking no, dude. That's, that's, that's a, Total Recall. That's no. Or I thought that's the guy from Fugitive, Doctor Richard Kimball. Oh yeah, oh, Richard yeah. Kimball. Uh, what what's the guy's name? Something. Kimmel. I didn't kill my wife. I don't care. I don't care. But yeah, I'm imagining that nerdy ass dude from uh, America. The fucking frugal gourmet. I haven't watched a show on PBS. I haven't had a TV in. 
America's Test Kitchen. Oh, like Golden Brown? Nope. Is that where they cook testicles? I thought it was like where they, you know, dump hot grease on you and see. Oh, Christopher Kimball. That's his name. Oh. But I'm imagining this guy. Bruce Kimball. Give me some sugar, baby. No. Oh, when you say that, dirty, that is you, the anal retentive. He's chef. got some got some sweet ass suspenders on them. Yeah, yeah, and bow tie. And I, I'm I draw the line to bow tie. That's a nerdy I, I, ass motherfucker. I like to rock a uh, either a fucking bandana or full on like scarf, but I'm, I'm rocking suspenders today. There you go. Although he's wearing red suspenders, that's kind of sus. Yeah, I know. Yeah, fucking Nazi. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stanley Bear reminded him that it, the uh, B, uh, Bureau of Indian Affairs still owed him money. So, <laughs> you yeah. move here, you're not getting your money. But you owe us the fucking money. God damn it. So they sent the interpreter upstairs to Kimball's room to ask for money so they could take the train home. The interpreter came back down, and uh, Kimball wouldn't give him one red cent. Oh, wow. Probably wow. even getting racist with that comment, too. Yeah, there was. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they sent the interpreter back up asking for at least a letter saying that the chiefs are peaceful so they could go back uh, so they wouldn't get arrested. Uh, and Kimball refused again. So the chief's You're pushing your fucking no, luck here, asshole. Well, I was just thinking, like, if this was like the Cheyenne or actually the Comanche or something like that, that oh, guy'd be dead, dead in his hotel away. room Absolutely. immediately. He's like, okay, yeah. we've, we've given you like 30 chances, dude. Right? Yeah. You, you don't want to. We'll light your fucking hotel on fire. Nah. Bye. So the chiefs knew they had to walk back home, which is only 600 miles. Oh, that's it. Without food or money? Good God. It's uh, good things that, like, you know, Native Americans in these days, you know, they're just part of nature, and they, that's easy. It's just mm-hmm. like if, you know, wildebeest herds or, or salmon, you know, they can do those long treks. God damn it, dude. Uh, two of the chiefs were too old to walk and were almost blind. Trying to figure, well, it's not like they have horses either, huh? Nope. Yeah. So they told the two old ones to stay with Kimball no matter what. Oh, God. So they kind of argued back and forth until well into the evening. Uh, next morning, the chiefs discovered Kimball and his uh, men, and the two old chiefs were gone. Uh, Kimball and Hinman rode out to Indian Territory and chose a spot for the Ponco themselves. Oh, nice. Wow, what a shrewd negotiator and businessman. Like, wow. just uh, actually kind of the model for a lot of today's yeah. business practices. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so Kimball goes back, and he sends off a letter to D.C. saying that the chiefs chose their land. Uh, he figured that the Chiefs would be there waiting for him, all humbled now. But yeah. I really showed them, ha-ha. But the Chiefs called his bluff, and they start walking back home. Yeah. Fucking awesome. Yeah, fuck you, Kimball. Kind of doing like the, I, I was going to con- uh, compare it to like the Forrest Gump run across America kind of situation, <laughs> but actually has no parallels to that other than distance. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> and the fact that they're on foot. Yeah. So Kimball wired DC to say that the chiefs had run off, and the army was alerted to to keep a lookout for him. Oh, the they're fuck hostile! Out of here. They left. They're <laughs> fucking hostile. Get the fuck out of here! It's almost like none of this is surprising anymore, though. Not or really. Better not be after three years. No, it's not surprising. It just pisses me the fuck yeah. off. Oh, this is the the one we were gonna raise your spirits with. Yes, so. this is yeah. Actually, you're, you're right. This one it, it, it might take a while though. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> but after ten days, the chief's moccasins uh, wore away, and they walked barefoot in the snow. Oh, snow! I forgot excellent. what time of year it was. Oh, excellent. Uh, yeah, it's still January. It's always I guess. the time when you should go show people chunks of Oklahoma too. Is mm-hmm. like whenever there's no leaves. Get a winner. Yeah. <laughs> 
Hey, I was told there'd be scorpions out. How they hibernate in the winter, so yeah. it's kind of a kind of a seasonal. <laughs> so uh, after fifty days, they reach the Oto Reservation in southern Nebraska. So at least there, they get some horses. Oh, get Oto, to rest. The Otos are like cool with them. Uh, yeah. Uh, they stop by Iron Eyes's uh, reservation on the Omaha there, uh, because one of the chiefs of the Ponca was his brother. No. Oh. Uh, so Sue's at uh, Bright Eyes there. She writes down their story and sent a telegram to D.C. asking for help. One of the educated Omahas had their story taken to the paper in Sioux City. He also gave them money to take the train uh, home to Omaha. All right, things are looking up. Fucking A, all right. So uh, Stanley Bear gets to Yankton. Uh, there he spots Indian agent Lawrence and Reverend Hinman. Dun, dun, dun. But they didn't spot him, so ah. he books it in the other direction and sneaks out of town. And Gets back home. Nice. Rolled a 19 for evade. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> so in D.C., there's a new interior of the sec- or Secretary of Interior was taken over. That was Carl Schurz. Uh, he was actually a reformer. Uh, he was a big, like, abolitionist. And, oh, yeah. But uh, as you can see, he actually gets a lot of credit for uh, disarming the Ute situation when the Utes get kicked out of Colorado, which we should do at some point soon. But he was put in charge to clean up the Indian affairs, which was corrupt as all hell under uh, Grant there. Uh, he should have been a friend to the Indian. Uh, he was even, oh, Schurz was also kicked out of Germany for being, uh, like, too too extreme and anti-government. Kicked out of Germany. Mm-hmm. Okay. In the 1850s. Or so he's a German immigrant? Mm-hmm. Okay. They're called Germigrants. Germigrants. So Schurz interviewed Kimball. Uh, Schurz then enlisted the army to help move the Ponca. Uh, April 1877, Kimball and Agent Lawrence called the council. Uh, before Kimball even started, Standing Bear got up and asked why Kimball had come when he was not invited. Oh, nice. <laughs> Fair question. <laughs> uh, he told Kimball that they didn't want anything to do with him or sell their land, yeah, and they told it. him to leave at once. Uh, Standing Bear's brother, uh, Big Snake. Yeah, he was that's there. a fucking baller-ass name. Uh, he was giant, but he was a gentle guy. He kind of stood and glared at Kimball and Lawrence, and that kind of... Got him no. to leave pretty quickly. <laughs> nice. So Kimball wired, wired Schurz about the impasse there. Uh, Schurz just writes back, press the removal. Press the removal? Yep. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha, not, gotcha. not like a button, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so, easy for him to say when he's not the one doing the removing either. <laughs> he gets stared at by a fucking big well, snake and he's like, court, uh, press well, the removal, court, I'm out of here. Of course, they're just going to, you know, they're going to send in the cavalry. Yeah, right. And a bunch of... Well, I guess these guys are what? What, what year is this? Uh, 1877, right after. Oh yeah, little oh, big so one. It's gonna be some guys that are really into yeah killing Indians. Totally. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Wow. Yep. So next morning, soldiers from Fort Randall, which was 30 miles away, woke up standing bare in bed. He was chained and drug out. Stop resisting. <laughs> uh, big Snake was own. also arrested too, and they were taken to Fort Randall. The officer in charge there heard their story and was appalled and wired DC. But, of course, here's nothing Nobody back. Gives a shit. Yeah. Whoa, really? The officer was like, that's fucked up. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That, did, that shit did happen. You just yeah. don't hear about it as much. But, right. And it was far less common than the opposite, right. for sure. But. Uh, they were let out just in time for another meeting with Kimball. Uh, a white guy uh, stood out uh, or stood up in the crowd and spoke in behalf of the of the citizens of nearby Neobrara City. Neobrara. <laughs> he said the pop- How did that go? <laughs> 
Niobrera. Oh, yeah. Niobrera. 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 If you take Niobrera for more than six weeks, consult your physician regarding <laughs> rectal bleeding. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. How the West Was Fucked will be right back. Tired of long lines at the post office? Got better things to do, like kick your dog, smoke opium in Chinatown, or marry your 13-year-old cousin? And you want to mail your letter back home to your sweetie, and you don't want it to take three months? Try PonyExpress.com! We can have that same letter from San Francisco back to Poughkeepsie, in a world record of 38 days. That is, if our 11-year-old runaway orphan boy we hired as courier don't get murderized by the suit. Log on to PonyExpress.com. Just sit on a log and wait for our 11-year-old runaway orphan boy to come in and pick up your letter. No certain and carriage traffic. No shitting in line at the post office. Try PonyExpress.com. Yeehaw! So the white guy stands up and say, we have no problem with them. They're all peaceful and shit. I'm sure that's what he said. Yep. Shit. Then Kimball just tells them to shut up. You don't know anything about <laughs> Indians. <laughs> Kimball, knock it off. Fuck, yeah. fuck off, dude. Oh, just, you don't even live there, asshole. He, just, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and just the simple mistake that they could have corrected this yeah. 10 years before if they well, most, a lot of these didn't in, put Indian, their reservations in Sioux lands. When a lot of these Indian agents were just kind of nepotism employees and stuff anyway, mm-hmm. and they were kind of there just to grift off the system, weren't they? You know, so... Mm-hmm. But Kimball had the bright idea of... <laughs> I don't think he had any uh, Speaking to some of the other chiefs <clears throat> that were considered, quote-unquote, half-breeds. Oh, I don't know what that meant exactly, but... He fucking... Hot. He bribed them uh, to sign on and, and get them to go to the reservation. It would probably be like, if you sign this for your people, you can stay here. And I doubt that, because, you know... Yep. That's not the way that shit works. It's kind of like uh, Geronimo and the scouts that helped chase down Geronimo getting deported on the same train. You mm-hmm. know, Right, right. So in late April, they pack up and 170 Poncas leave the reservation for Oklahoma. And of course, they're, those are the ones they all bribed. Uh, Kimball wired Shures again about uh, the other people not going. Uh, this time, Shures decided to replace Kimball with somebody who could get results. He sent in E.A. Howard, who is an abrasive ex-union major. Awesome. He was chosen because he didn't accept nonsense from anyone. Yeah, especially Confederate nonsense, apparently. Uh, he called the council right away. After four hours, he asked, uh, will the Ponco go on their own volition, or will the army have to make them? No. Oh, that kind of no-nonsense. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Whoops. And the You're chiefs- doing this. We just have to know how we were going to write it down. <laughs> Ugh. And the chief simply didn't reply, and Howard just stomps out mad. <laughs> uh, May 2nd, uh, Lawrence came back from delivering the sellouts to Oklahoma there, and then Howard comes back with lots and lots of soldiers. Uh, Standing Bear was home. Uh, he was a home that he built himself, a, a wood cabin, basically with no instruction from Whitey. Uh, Charlie Interpreter said the soldiers had come. That they, is a given name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And that Hi, they I'm would... Charlie Interpreter. Hey, Charlie, nice to meet you. What do you do? <laughs> do. Uh, I'm a car salesman. Yeah. 
basically, he said they would make war if uh, they didn't go with him. Uh, so Standing Bear knew it was useless to resist. It took him three days to gather all his belongings and take him to the agency. Uh, Where he they had were probably confiscated and mm-hmm. sold to the highest bidder. Uh, it was worth about four thousand dollars in livestock and land and wow. you know farming tools and stuff like that. Uh, Howard said they could come back if they didn't like it there, which is another <laughs> lie. Sure, that's, ooh, yeah, that's then a, why are you forcing me to come here in the first fucking place? Like that, that has Fuck the you. ring of truth all yeah, over Jesus it. Jesus Christ. I smell honesty. So, of course, Standing Bear doesn't trust him, but uh, probably his wife talks him into it because now they have relatives down in Oklahoma, mm, and right. she probably didn't want him I to get killed. Uh, so the Ponca was, they were marched at Bayonet Point. Mm, that's... Mm. And they went across the Neobrara, yep. which was Neop, high. Neobrara. <laughs> uh, which was uh, flooded from all the rain. Of course. And some soldiers were uh, swept off their horses while they were crossing. <laughs> yeah, get fucked. So the Ponca men dove in and saved them. Oh, what a nice guy. Mm-hmm. So for several days it stormed and the Ponca hid under their wagons. Uh, after the rain stopped, they took off. Some men among the Poncas were Omaha's and Yankton Sioux. But they were married into the tribe, so oh. they were told that they couldn't go with. So I thought they were, they were just back. like swept up along. Whoa, like, what? Wait, wait. They were married to people in the tribe, and they're like, well, you're not part of this tribe, so yep, go, go, go home. Mm-hmm. We'll be back for you later. We're going to put you in another <laughs> shithole. Right. So Howard had every log home torn down on the reservation there. Goddamn, dude. 236 of them. Uh, they even had a grist mill, sawmill, school, and church. What's a grist mill again? Uh, for uh, for grist. Gra- gra- yeah. Which where you get your grist? Don't you fucking don't you have any grist around the house? Of course. Yeah, yeah of course. It's your grain mill. Grain mill. Yeah. Okay, cool. So all their possessions were taken and never seen again. Uh, and they had a lot of you know whatever had would pass for farming implements back in 1877. Continued to rain for two days. Uh, two children die of exposure. Because uh, they tore all the fucking cabins down? Well, wasn't Asshole. one of them uh, Sandy Bear's daughter or something? Uh, yeah, that's coming up. Oh. Well, a lot of family members. Well, I know, but like specifically uh, on the on this, yeah. So they were intentionally driven away from the Omaha reservation so they wouldn't... Team up with the Omaha? Mm-hmm. But Iron Eyes found out and... and uh, his mother was a Ponca too, so Iron Eyes and Bright Eyes snuck off the reservation to go off to see the Ponca. And Howard saw them talking to their relatives and ordered them to leave. Uh, June 6th, Prairie Flower, that was Standing Bear's daughter and Bright Eyes' friend, uh, died of pneumonia. Also that night, a tornado hit. Oh, awesome. Fuck. Scattered tents and sent a few Poncas into the air. Jesus Christ. Like forever or just like? No. Well, it says, it says injuring them, so they must have just. Okay. Picturing just like fucking dust bur- bustered up by the heavens, you know, like, oh, it's like, Jesus. And of course, the next day, Howard orders them to keep moving. Well, this place sucks. Let's keep going. Right. Hey, no time to be lazy now. <laughs> yeah. Get up. Start walking. By mid-June, uh, Howard actually worried about all the sick and dying that it might reflect poorly yes. on him. <laughs> yeah. All he cares about <laughs> is the way he fucking looks. Let's look at it, uh, like, oh, God, um, I've been watching. Guys, guys, we're getting a little too much wastage here. I've, you know, like, I've been watching the uh, the third season of The Boys, and I'm just yeah. imagining, like, he's got a fucking His ratings. Pre- press agent. Yeah, yeah, he's like, this is not going to, this is not going to. Uh, it's not going to test well test amongst, well. amongst <laughs> the Omaha. <laughs> the, the, yeah, the Native American aged uh, demographic. One, one to 150. <laughs> so he has a white doctor come and look uh, after the camp, but 
it was too late. Two women died the next day. So, July 9th, uh, 50 days of travel, they reached their new reservation. It was hot and mosquito roaded. Awesome. Hey, at um, least you got lots of protein just flying around in the air. Oh, you mean it's Oklahoma? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's real Oklahoma-y. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, they were in there? No. I, I can't. I guess I haven't been in the whole ass state, but, I, you know, I went to base yeah, in yeah. there. Yeah. It just takes mosquitoes. I, I had a friend who, uh, like, right out of high school, she got married to this, like, pasture and, like, moved to Oklahoma. Yeah. And uh, she was saying, like, you know, like, writing postcards back and shit. She's just like, this place sucks. So Fucking mosquitoes are, like, the size of birds and just... Inexplicable amounts of box turtles uh-huh. all over. Yeah. Uh, actually, that's Andy. Andy's originally from there, right? I believe. Oh, yeah. 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 Oklahoma City. Yep. But I was in the Lawton area. At Fort Sill, where, uh, what happened at Fort Sill? Well, lots of things happened at Fort Sill. Shit, I know we've talked about it. Uh, was it Sir? Sand Creek Massacre? No. Nope. I can't remember. Geronimo, uh, is buried there and was, uh, oh, and was, uh, held there before. Right, right, before. right, right, right. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, they get to their reservation site and it's right next to the Quapaws near the Caw River there. Uh, they found all those guys, uh, all the sellouts there were living in tents. They hadn't built them houses yet. Playing fucking Blink-182 covers. They couldn't farm because they didn't have any tools, and I'm sure it was rockier than all hell, too. Uh, <laughs> That's the good thing. We don't need farm tools because we can't, <laughs> can't farm, farm here. <laughs> and they would get one meal a day rationed by A.G. Boone. Now eat your mosquito. Yeah. Who's the grandson of Daniel Boone. Back to the scorpion salad. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Summertime now. <laughs> uh, so Standing Bear told Howard that the land was not fit to live on, and they wanted to go back like he promised. Uh, Howard said they'd be yeah, left if they. That. Yeah, you'd be arrested if he did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, I wouldn't arrest you. They're just saying the guys that are there would probably arrest See, you. See, I'm, I'm, I'm taking a look around and uh, for you know like me, like a, a European style dude. Yeah, I mean this isn't really kind of. Uh, I don't think I would maybe thrive here, but you, your people are resilient and, and <laughs> you're gonna uh, do just fine. Yeah, you like improvise. So like I'm gonna go. <laughs> Enjoy oh, your scorpion fucking turd. Mm-hmm. So, like you said, Howard did his job, but in his report, he even said that this would prove to be a mistake. Oh, wow. And he was ignored. Holy shit. By right. the end of the year, 158 Ponca would die after they left home in Nebraska. Fucking Howard's ratings are just oh, in the just, toilet, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. He's going to have to start dating Starlight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, Ezra Haight... Awesome. Fucking A. That, that sounds okay. Well, but it's got to be H E I G H or something, something shit, right? like that. H A Y T. Oh, whoa. That's way cooler than uh, I thought yeah. it was going to be. Well, just I'm picturing like better than Ezra's gritty, like metal <laughs> return to music as a metal band. Oh, it's like, a <laughs> grind, grindcore. Uh, better than Ezra. Yeah, better than Ezra. <laughs> There's a better one coming up. Cool. Their new Indian agent is William Whiteman. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> oh, fuck. Stupid fucking white man. <laughs> 
But Ezra Haight, he was just, uh, he was in charge as the Indian commissioner. Uh, he agreed to take Standing Bear and White Eagle and other chiefs to D.C. And they do meet President uh, Rutherford B. Hayes. Willie Whiteman. Uh, he said this was the first he heard about the story of fuckery, and he promised an investigation. <laughs> so there was no investigation. Yep. <laughs> then they met Hate. Uh, <laughs> I think they've already met Hate, but I think, then they, then they I met, think we've established yeah, right. that. You must, when you meet Hate, you got to meet Hate with, with love, love, man. Mm-hmm. Got it. That's, uh, the, that's the surfer ones that live yeah, in right. No shirts, messed up yeah. hair, puke shell necklace. Uh, he tells the chiefs that there's no way they're going back to Nebraska. Uh, next day, they meet with uh, the president again, and he says, uh, you better stay in Oklahoma. But they can look for better land there. Just the president. Like, Keep you know, looking. Well, at this point, you know, uh, uh, capital was in D.C. by this point, right? Mm-hmm. But it was still probably a little more in its swampier phase. Probably. So like, look, man. If I can live in this fucked up swamp, <laughs> you can probably deal with your scorpion rocks and mosquitoes. And the president also uh, promises that their stuff would be taken them to them from sure. From oh, it's just uh, there. we got the tracking number. It's just kind of stalled. Uh, right. like, <laughs> FedEx, you <laughs> motherfuckers! It's a longshoreman strike, uh, <laughs> right? Hey, uh, uh, got a, Teamsters Union, Teamsters strike renegotiating. Yeah, we got truckers on on strike because they don't yeah. want to wear masks or whatever. And then yeah, uh, this time they would still be actual Teamsters. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Actual fucking. Teamsters. Yeah, yeah. You're not wrong. So they also to- uh, the president also says that uh, whoever mistreated them were all gone. <laughs> <laughs> And they're replaced if, by if, even worse people. Well, I was going to say, if that was true, and if it was as menacing as that sounds, like, oh, everyone who mistreated you, let me assure you, they're gone. You feel, you feel <laughs> because like, well, it's 1877, <laughs> and everyone dies at the age of fucking right. 21 or whatever, so well, I was statistically, more, they're going to be gone. I was more picturing, like, uh, rather be... Rather be Hayes sitting and like coming to my office, and then, you know, there's plastic sheet laying in front right. of them. Then he just <laughs> eats them like a conehead? No. Was Rutherby... He wasn't that fat, was he? No, I just he's imagining not, he, like he's like not taff fat. No, yeah. well, I was picturing more like a good fella scenario right. where like they, said, what's the po- oh shit and get shot, Bam! shot yeah. in the back of the head by a Pinkerton or something, right? No, the Hayes Tilden election that that was the one that nobody wanted to win because everything was so corrupt back then. Uh, but uh, so the Chiefs go home believing it would get better, and they actually do uh, get to move uh, 150 miles west on the Arkansas River there. Ooh. So in the spring of 1878, they go. Uh, William Whiteman, their new agent, goes there, over there too. He finally arrives in July. Why? Uh, okay, why when I Google Rutherford B. Hayes, does Drew Brees come up in the... <laughs> Who the hell? Who's Drew Brees? The former quarterback for the fucking Saints. Oh, okay. Look, oh, at CBS Sports, Drew Brees looks... Like Rutherford B. Hayes? Yeah, when he's like 19. Okay. I mean, yeah... <laughs> Kind of, I guess. I mean, he's got two eyes, one yeah. nose, one mouth. It's a skinnyish, <laughs> fucking white dude, white guy, dark hair, stupid fucking white man. I mean, that's that's the haze. Yeah, okay. But he looks like he's just kind of cosplaying Grant. So, kind of, yeah. Oh. He came after Grant, right? Yep. Yeah. Right yeah. after. Right after. So, hey, um, good one. So they get to their new reservation, but now with water. Yep. But well, uh, they didn't get any rations. It's on the Arkansas, like, now with water, and then in the springtime, now with a lot of water. <laughs> of course, there's no rations there, so the local white settlers help them out. Well, that's nice. Hey, all right. Or at least 
human human of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it would everything would have been a lot easier if they didn't have to move to fucking you know there at all. Yeah, mm-hmm. but. And now a picture like, welcome to the neighborhood. Uh, Shirley made you a casserole. Uh, you got to try the snickerdoodles. Uh, we, we, we got a little basket for you. Who the fuck puts olives in their goddamn, <laughs> <Yeah>. like, yeah. <laughs> olives in the fucking jello? Yeah. Ham and shit. The secret ingredient to the tuna casserole is goldfish crackers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What was the, I have a, I got a chef buddy who was a, at the bar, like, on Friday when I worked, and he was telling me about a, fuck, it was a, Oh, a, sm- a smorgasbord cake. Have you heard of this? No, but I, I, I... You don't hear the word smorgasbord enough anymore. I gotta show you a picture of this fucking cake, dude. And he said, like, it's absolutely fantastic, which I have a hard time believing, but... It's like, uh, you know how, like, things around here... Most places are called buffets. But I remember, eating, like, Happy Joe's, they used to, used to have lunch, lunch smorgasbord. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is... That sounds like, like probably pot, Norwegian. Pot it's, yeah, it's like Norwegian. Uh, smorgasbord cake. Is that cucumber in that shit? It's everything that, it, like, everything oh, you like can get sa- in a deli, but it's on a cake. Oh, I see salad shrimp. Yep. Bay shrimp. There's fucking you know hard-boiled if, eggs. If you, if you remove those fucking radishes and that fucking cucumber, I would fucking well, eat you don't that. like radishes either? Nah, I mean... Nah, I love I radishes. From. But, uh, and the, the actual cake part is made out of, uh, just white bread. Looks like there's some, uh, some either lox or just kind of mm-hmm. smoked yep. salmon. Yep, smoked salmon in there, or lox, yeah. I'm interested in about 60% of that cake. <laughs> Put a possum tail in there and we're set. Some cilantro, fucking. I don't know what the. I, it must be just like mayonnaise or something that that uh, it's frosted with. It'd be but, better if it was cream cheese. I would say it with some. Uh, oh, maybe some nice. Yeah, uh, actually, it probably is cream cheese. Now I think about it. Like get some nice uh, garlic and herb cream mm. cheese. Smorgasbord cake. So mm. take that to your next fucking potluck, and nobody will ever ask you to cook again. <laughs> well, just do the same thing the jello mold but just throw those salad shrimp in there yeah totally <laughs> well you get nox non-flavored gelatin then you drain like a bunch of bunch of yeah. cans of uh clams into it mm-hmm. with some hot water well then knowing you uh, get the packets from the shrimp ramen to oh yeah really really oh, there you go. it up there you go salad shrimp maybe maybe some fucking oysters or like smoked <laughs> oysters floating around in there yeah <laughs> It's like some shit Spongebob's people eat, uh, yeah, no like shit. weddings. Fucking imitation crab. Cigarette butts. Fuck yeah. Cigarette butts. Oh, I'll eat imi- some fucking used staples. I will eat imitation crab. Shit, some new like, staples. Like fucking string cheese anyway, so. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, I love that stuff, So too. fucking good. <clears throat> but uh, they must have been eating the smorgasbord cake, because sickness hit them that summer. <laughs> and the horsies, too. They had 500 when they left. Now they have only 100. Uh, Standing Bear's sister died. Uh, standing bear. The f- you scared the shit out of I thought somebody was behind me or something, dude. What the fuck? Okay. <laughs> now whenever we go camping, I know what I'm going to play God right when you're drifting it. off to sleep. Fuck you. Well, I guess bored. And then the laughter of children. And uh, and you got to have uh, music box music. Play. Oh, sure, sure. Backwards. Like, or like have it playing like Come As You Are or something. Yeah. in mud soaked in bleach as I want you to be uh, standing bearer himself was too weak to plow <laughs> that phrase that differently oh. it sounds like I, I think that I'm was not a, gonna fuck this old man <laughs> I think that was one of the one of the movies that I got in that porno box was too weak to plow oh, I was gonna say it sounds like a sequel to uh, too drunk to fuck by the dead Kennedys <laughs> like, too weak to plow <laughs> Just watch, it's like a video of Can't just like fuck. 
right now. 100, 102 year old people in a nursing home, like trying to have sex but failing. Yeah. <laughs> Jello be off after being in a coma and su- suffering atrophy. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Commissioner Hate came to visit in October. Commissioner Hate. <laughs> that re- is a super, her, her super villain name. <laughs> he reports to Scholes that uh, everything was much improved. Yep, because it's a different area with water. Yep. In December, Standing Bear's teenage son, uh, Bear Shield, died. Bear Shield? Yeah. Yep. Cool. He made uh, Standing Bear. I mean, not Bear, cool he died, but cool yeah. name. He made Standing Bear promise to bury him back at the New Brara. So he wouldn't be lost in the afterlife. So he's going to make him do the Lonesome Dove thing only in reverse. Mm -hmm. So this was kind of the last straw for Standing Bear. And he plans an escape with the little party to go back to the Nibrar. Sweet. Uh, Standing Bear would take his younger brother, Yellow Horse, and his family. And Long Runner and Chicken Hunter and their families. Wow, Chicken Hunter. You got the short end of the stick. <laughs> there has been some dope-ass names getting dropped all throughout this episode. <laughs> Until now. Sup, Chicken Hunter. I mean, that just literally sounds like an insult. Yeah. Totally. It's like, oh, you see, I got a, you know, I got a couple bull bison over here that I took down from the back of my running horse. Uh, how would you fare today there, Chicken Hunter? Well, you know. I almost got a chicken. Yeah. My horse trampled a chicken running through <laughs> somebody's farmyard. So I got that going for me, which is yeah. nice. Well, it's, we mostly, also, it's mostly intact. I haven't mentioned Buffalo Chip. Yeah. What? Buffalo Track. Or Crazy Bear. Crazy Bear, that. Ooh. Or Cries for War. Well, that's literally Berserker. Cries for War, hell yeah. Uh, that's 27 escapees. They leave January 2nd, 1879. Okay, so that's a good, uh, good spot to stop, I guess. <laughs> Unlike the new reservation that they're on? <laughs> yeah, no shit. Uh, cool. Um, I We're going to pick this up next week with the fucking uh, road road trip. Is that what we're going to be doing? Escape. Mm-hmm. Road trip episode? Escape. Escape. Esca- Escape. Escape from LA. Ooh, yeah. Escape from... New- uh, Escape from OK. Mm-hmm. Do we ever talk about that on this podcast? The Escape series? There was Escape from New York. Then there's Escape from LA. And then, uh, um, what's his name? They're making Escape from Wichita. <laughs> I wish that'd be fucking rad. No, there were supposed to be two more movies in that series. So you just oh. walk out and uh, J- uh, John Carpenter got pissed off at the studio and said "fuck you" and left. And the studio got to—they own the rights to those two scripts. Oh, so there was supposed to be Escape from Earth, which never got made. And there's a script for it floating around out there that John Carpenter wrote. Then there's Escape from Mars. So he gets taken. Uh, Snake Plissken gets put into like a Mars colony prison. And he has to escape from there and get back to Earth. Escape from Mars ended up getting rewritten by the studio uh, and turned turned into a movie called... Uh, Total Recall? Nope. Uh, oh, Fortress? Ghosts of Mars. Oh, Ghosts of Mars. I've seen that. Yeah, oh, with like Ice Cube yeah. and Ice-T. Yes. And the whole soundtrack is done by Anthrax. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. And Jason Statham's in it, too. Yeah, it's... Fine. I mean, it's, it's fine. It's, it's absolute shit, but it's, it's kind of fun. Yeah, it's it, isn't the main bad guy kind of like alien Marilyn Manson? Yeah, well, they they're like mine, mining on. It's basically Doom almost. Like they're mining on Mars, and like they awaken some fucking Mars Martian ghosts or some shit. Well, they're like Martian and they, vampire. Well, the Martian things. ghosts it, like uh, uh, inhabit they t- inhabit people's bodies, right? And then they turn into weird vampires. Yeah, well, I was gonna say they turn into Hot Topic kids, and yeah, pretty yeah. much. And then there's like a. Hot Topic was the store of kids that used to belong, uh, used to exist in, what were they called? Malls. Malls. Large structures with many, many stores inside. Yep. So, there you go. I'm going to have fun explaining that to my daughter when she's yeah. like 16. You go to Sbarro. 
Yeah. Oh, Sabaro. Fuck yeah, the worst Italian restaurant in the planet. It was some, actually, I think they're probably doing a lot of fucking legwork calling me the restaurant. Probably here about too. the first time I ever tried chicken parmesan was at Sabaro. Are you serious? And I still actually ate chicken parmesan again <laughs> elsewhere. <laughs> Somehow. Actually, you know, when I was in, like, you know, I, you know, we didn't have no Italian food in Dickinson at all. At Happy Joe's. Well, that's not Italian. Well, it that's, is, that's pizza. Happy, not Happy Joe's. I will. I will like fight your grandma for some Happy Joe's, like that Canadian bacon sauerkraut pizza. Oh yeah, that shit's, pizza. that's the truth, man. Like I said, they had a they had a smorgasbord. They had their goddamn lunch lunch smorgasbord when I worked at the uh, dinosaur museum. Oh yeah, and it had like the, all those pizzas I just mentioned, plus uh, pierogies. Oh, like cool. with, in a cream sauce, plus fucking meatballs and gravy, plus fried chicken. Holy shit! Plus garlic bread. I mean, like I said, and it was not like, an Italian restaurant, no, but it sounds awesome. Well, that's I was a lot chunkier when before I went in the army. That's <laughs> because I'd eat that shit at least twice a week, you know. Yeah, go back to the dinosaur museum, be like sleeping, you know. <laughs> but yeah, so you go to the mall in Bismarck, you know, because that's where you'd go on vacation. Yeah, yeah. you know, just to, to the mall. Oh, miles to Bismarck, off. got it. Yeah, because they have a comic book store in a Sabaro, so that was that made my whole day. Fucking a. Cool. Yeah. Uh, you get, get drunk on uh, warm Mountain Dew and Everclear and threaten people with a machete. Well, that was race. that was high school. I'm talking about more like junior. <laughs> yeah, that, that was, was way later. <laughs> well, it wasn't. Well, it was Mountain Dew, Everclear, and you forgot about the Zima. Oh, so yeah, the Zima. Mm. It's the one where I mm. passed out on the hood of Leah's car and woke up with kitty footprints all over my chest. <laughs> Fucking Peter Pan over here. He's got like like. Pixie footprints on you? Kinda. Yeah. And then we changed the oil after it was already a hundred degree day and she went and drove into town to get the oil and then we changed it while it was on fire. Pretty much on fire. Oh. Then we drove to Bismarck. Oh dude, I worked I worked at a few different oil changing places. That shit sucks. Yeah, we did it in my dad's garage where there is no lift and People it's, come a, in, it's like, a, like an eighty two Chevy Malibu. Oh, so God, it's real yeah. low to the ground yeah. and, and it's navy blue and it'd been out in the hundred degree all day. So it was just it was fun all day. Oof. Yeah. Uh, when was that? That was like what freshman year, sophomore year? No, it couldn't have been. So I didn't. Uh, must have been junior, senior year. Yeah. I went through all four. It was one of those years. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we graduated in four years. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. Well, it didn't. It took you until what junior year to get kicked out of the Catholic school and put into general pop, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I tried real hard though. I know y'all, y'all, you and Ben Hyman and Carter and all them guys. Sick. Well, all right. Next week. Road trip. Yeah. And oh, es- escape I, and road trip. I thought you were saying we get to go. I was like, oh, where are we going, Dad? <laughs> no. Wow. You, know, you know how fucking expensive gas is right <laughs> now, yeah. though? Uh, okay. Uh, but until then, we're going to go out in a hail. Uh, Buffalo chip fire. Yes. Mm. Hey, I've cooked on one of those. I want you to know it's over. Well. Bye.